This is Lil. And this is Tam. And, and we're, we're the, the Barely Bougie Mamas. It's funny because um, I was walking in the stairwell to the to my parking in my parking garage. Uh-huh. I was like, "Fuck it, I I can smell the weed, but it's not even enough to get like a contact high. It's uh-huh. just enough to get a headache." Oh, you think you're gonna get a headache? I don't know, but uh, we could have done it in my car. No, I'm not interested in a contact eye. Thank oh, you. If I smoked uh, live on the Barely Bougie uh, page <laughs> while you were driving. Because <laughs> you knew I couldn't see it. I don't know. I just went live and I was just talking and I realized I wanted to smoke before we recorded. So, boom, two things at once. Boom, boom, yeah. right? Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Uh, any updates for this week? So, in... in um relation in reference to last week's episode about cussing oh yeah so we were as a family i don't know say talking and jojo was in the kitchen and ari says shit and jojo says so she gets to say shit but i can't say shut up and i was like you can't tell other people in the family to say shut up ari is not cussing at me (laughs) she's just cussing she's like <laughs> She's not feeling it. I'm not either. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I listen. It is my complicated house. It's my complicated uh, rules. It is. My head. I mean, if I wanted to get it, I could totally get it. Like yeah. if I was living there, or if I was the other parent, I could be like, yeah, fine. Yeah. And I, I would just be like, okay, it's about insulting. It's not about the word. It's about if you're using the word to insult. Right. If that's what you're doing, you can't do it. Can't have it. That's what I said. That's what. That's exactly what I said. I that's said. so far. Just don't say the shit. I mean, you ain't even got to think about whether you're insulting somebody. You know, shut up. Samaya, <laughs> um, Samaya was saying, there's a couple of words I've caught her up in a couple of times. Ho. Mm. And she said, um, we were reading a story at school and the teacher said ho and everyone started laughing. I said, why? She said, because it's a bad word. What does it mean, though? And I said, it's a bad word? She was like, yeah. I said, what does it mean? She's like, I don't know. All I know it is a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at that's enough. And I was like, yeah. I said, well, there's ho, ho, ho. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Santa Claus. And there's a ho, which is a tool in the garden. I said, and there's ho, like a slang bad word. I said, so you don't have to use that one. Yeah, let's not use that one. Yeah. And I didn't even tell her what that was. I, I don't even know how to explain ho. Well, because that's, what is it? That's a construct of the patriarchy? Oh, nigga, I don't. Are we doing this today? <laughs> <laughs> I just say it. I don't know. Oh. But okay. What else updates? You got anything else? How your week been? I've just been overwhelmed with work. My my yeah. week has really been about work. Mm-hmm. Um, how this is fucked up. I did two shows with the choir. <laughs> That's what I meant to in ask this you. week. And yeah. right now, when you said what your week was like, I was like work, 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 work. Right. Um, the the choir shows were amazing. They were super fun. So you did the one for Skid Row on Friday. No, not at all. That was. Uh, like a month ago um, this Friday we sang in Lamar Park at the world stage it's a jazz um, 
like a jazz uh, house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jazz. I don't know what those places are called, but it's a theater. Club? It's kind a, of theater? No, it's a performance space. Oh, there you go. For, That's what it's you a call performance it. space, but it's a jazz performance oh. space, and it's like legendary, but they also do poetry. It's a beautiful place. So we sang there, and that was fun. And then Jametta sang by herself. That was fun. And then the next day, we sang, um, I can't remember the name of the place. But the next day was Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. So Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. And these were after work? So you went straight from work to sing? Um, No, I didn't. I did it. I mean, you be asking random logistic questions. This is like... (laughs) like that time that we were um, at Josiah's house and you did that shit. <laughs> I mean, like, no, the logistics of it, I didn't do it that way, but, no, um, I went home first. Oh, I, I didn't I know. Ready, I, w- I was just And then I went to the show, but I worked um, adjusted at different hours and, like, you know, it was a lot of I, I'm just asking because I was wondering <laughs> how much effort you put in. I went. Oh, how much effort? I put a lot of effort. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it takes a lot to go from, but to go from work, and then like change because I know mm-hmm. the the outfit you were wearing and the concert pictures is not this outfit you wore to work. Yeah, it was a different one. And so I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And I did my makeup. My makeup was cute. Was it? Yeah. And then they did they, the lady did the um, the, the dots. dots too. So what is that? Dot? What are those dots about? The the white paint that goes around your what eyes. What do you mean by about? Why, why? What is it? Is there some symbolism behind it, or it's just not? Cute? The, not when we're wearing it that I know of, but there it could totally be. I'm not the director. <laughs> I didn't ask. She was like, "Are we gonna wear face paint?" And I was like, "I right. okay, all right." Yeah, I mean, it's probably something ancestral and African and spiritual. If we sat here long enough, I could tell you something. No, I don't want you to... Tell me what I know, <laughs> like, just, you know... <laughs> I want you to just pull it out. <laughs> like, um, well... It could be. I think it's just, um, you know, it just comes from African face paint. Okay. The, the tribal, because of the dots mm-hmm. and the lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the shows were good. They were fun. We sang some. We sang a new song that I really, really, really like. So oh, cute. that was fun. Are y'all ever gonna record? You think? I thought I saw you guys recording it. We one recorded point. a couple of times. Yeah. Oh okay. But it's so many people. It's it's like it's not easy to record a choir. So I don't think that it's gonna be a um, like an album a drop. There, I I do believe that eventually there will be an album. I don't believe that it is a rush. Mm. I think that um yeah i guess i don't know that either i'm not the director i really just like singing i don't know the ultimate vision Uh, i I don't know if she shared it with you guys to have a you know she may have but you know it's one of those things like when they show you the roadmap roadmap at work and Mm -hmm. it's a whole bunch of stuff and like you at step one sometimes i remember step 100 sometimes i don't wow Sometimes I'm just focused on this right now. See, and I got to look at step one through. And how are you taking care of what's going on right now if you're looking at what's going on over there? Because I do that and then I go back and start at step one. Because I need to know where I'm going before I can start. No, I knew where I was going. I was told where I was going. I got my path. 
Okay. Like that's the, that's how I look at that's how I look at a lot of shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean because well, because you only have now. Yeah. But now, if you look ahead, now looks now can work better. You know what to do now. What's better? Come on, we ain't gonna do this today. <laughs> <laughs> I work better with a purpose. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I do. I don't. There's no. There's no contradict to that. Like I don't. That's dope. No, I mean that's just yeah, that's, that's just me. Yeah, I think that's cool. I think I do too. I think I work with a purpose, but my purpose is right now. Is whatever it is right now. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So then it's still a definite purpose, but it's moment. Moment to moment. I mean, probably not actually moment, you know, like the purpose no. right now is this shit, this podcast <laughs> shit. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, I'm not your superwoman. <laughs> I didn't know if your ass was going to do it. You knew it too. <laughs> That was awesome. That was 100% unplanned. She was talking about, you started, you started. And I was like, all I want to do is sing, I'm not your superwoman. So in my mind, I'm like, you say the first part. And then I was saying, I'm not your superwoman. And we both did it. We both did it. Because I was like, hey, because I wanted to sing it. I really wanted to start the pro, start it, uh-huh. the episode with, I'm not your superwoman. However much we can get away with without copyright infringement. I think that's all you can get away with right there. <laughs> if I start talking about being the kind of girl that you can uh, put down put down, and think that, think everything. that everything is okay, <laughs> I'm only <Boom>. human. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about, I'm not your superwoman, a.k.a. carrying the mental load. And the physical load and the emotional load of the family. Of the family. Okay. Because I don't... I think that there is... You you have to do all three. Because I think that most women do all three. Right? Like phys, physical. Not I'm not talking about picking up the... Taking out the trash and stuff. like. I'm talking about physically picking up the kids. Or physically being the one that nurses the kids. Because nobody else can. Yeah. When, I'm, when I say mental... Uh, workload I think it includes all of all three that's what oh. so you don't have to even break them down to me oh. because it includes all three because in order to be the, the one that picks them up you got to plan out your day and so or maybe I'm just fixed on that part so for me when I said the mental load is that like at any point of the day I can tell you where my kids are how they're getting picked yep. up where my mom is yep. if her nurse came um I'm thinking about if somebody took out something for dinner. Not even if I did it. Like all of the other. Yeah, I have to tell somebody to take something out for dinner. I have to tell somebody to go pick up the kids. I gotta. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. So I was listening to this one. Um, I don't know what a book or something. I've been listening to this shit. Mm-hmm. And but she was talking about it being basically like project management at home. Yep. You're an unpaid project manager you're absolutely an unpaid project manager and i'm sorry sis i'm sorry sis i'm sorry sis look but as so i was listening i don't know where i heard it when i was doing research for this that 
the average person makes 35 35,000 decisions a day. And I was trying to drill down and find the actual like study where that number came from. Uh-huh. Because I, that's me. <laughs> Cuz she looked at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> because what I wanted to know was what do they classify as a decision? Right? Mm-hmm. Is that I'm going after you wake up and hear the alarm, I'm going to lay here. Okay, now I'm going to get up. I'm going to hit the snooze button. You know, I'm going to take a shower. I'm oh, going to put on pants. everything is a decision. You right. Know, I'm going to put on blue panties, a, red panties. Like, what What kind of... Turn left or right. Those are decisions. Right. Because then if we say the average person, which includes males, I would think that the average mother of a household or mother of, you know, yeah, the average woman slash mother makes double, if not triple that. Than whatever the average is. Yeah. Because, like, from the time I wake up in the morning, especially when they were really little, from the time I woke up in the morning, I was always making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know. I know this to be true, so I, I don't know what to say about it. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, I know this to be true. I know that I carry most of the mental load. But I think, I don't know if this is different from what your opinion would be. I blame myself for that. I do too. Okay. So that's why it's, I guess that's why I was like hesitant on how to talk about it. Yeah, no. Because I, I feel like it's, look, some of it is very much my own fault. Because if I don't tell someone to take out food, will they actually um, starve? Right. Or will I just not eat? So, maybe I tell them to take out something because I want to eat. But if it's like, I'm not home, and I'm not going to be home, why should I be the one in charge of what they're doing? Why can't yes. I just trust that whatever adult, adult is there and that they're going to do it? Because, I mean, and then also for me, like, I didn't marry my husband when he was 16. We were 30. Yeah, he was a grown-ass man. He had been fully living on his own, making sound decisions for his life prior to me. So, like, what the fuck makes me think that he's not going to be able to feed the kids? Or he's not going to know to talk to them or show them a movie or tell somebody to wash the clothes or whatever. Right. But so in that, I think what's different for me in, like, a lot of households is that he was the primary person at home. Uh, he, he was the, the caregiver at the home. The caregiver at home for both the kids. and Well, for Samaya, I got a long time with her, but he was with her most of the time. Um, but the, with that being said, it began, it, it began to be stupid for me to be making decisions Because you, it was double... And he's in the house. Right. So... I'm making meal decisions about I'm going I'm going to the grocery store and picking what I'm going to cook and what we need in the house. But he's doing all of the cooking during the day for him right. for the children or whatever. So he should make it buy it cuz he Cause, knows what he, what he wants. Exactly. Yeah. But I can't let that <laughs> be. What the fuck? <laughs> like that sounds so stupid. Well, I cuz I I think there's a couple of things. Women are socialized and and we there's the social the social pressure the outside pressure but also we are nurturers yeah that part yeah so you Somehow know you like some of it yeah yeah so i i love christmas 
Girl, if they tried to take the shopping part away from Christmas from me, or, or the decorating part, or the smells and stuff. Exactly. And say, oh, okay, well, because this study was saying, you know, you should just split up some of these things and, like, make sure that they're shared between you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what if he wanted to do Christmas shopping? Then, then that, no. Yeah. Well, he could do it, but I'm coming. That's something we're going to share. We're going to share that one. But, you know, the things that I, God, I'm not, I don't want this to be an episode of me just complaining. I might have to check myself. Okay. Because that's what it feels like, though. Thinking about all the things that I think about, I immediately be like, why is he not thinking about it? But I don't know if he's thinking about it. Girl. And, so, and then it's like, why am I thinking about it? So, your thing... You are actually different than I. Your situation. Yeah. Right? Because my situation was, it is my fault. Because I purposely divided house and home. Uh, house and work and outside. So, he was going off to work and I was home with the kids. And I was like, okay, you concentrate on work. You do. You keep the money coming in. I'm not going to burden you with these decisions. And I'm going to make these decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? But then, like, I almost I almost lost my fucking mind at one point. Let me tell you what happened. I don't know if I told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So. <laughs> you only got so many stories when you right. start getting older. <laughs> so, um, when, who was born? When, right before Karina was born, he worked on a project. As an architect project, especially, and he worked on a hospital. So those projects run for like four or five years. So he was working on his project for a long time. And then when it was completed, they it was a children's hospital. So they were like, oh, we need, you know, models or we need children. And so I took Karina, who was a newborn, although they said she was too healthy to be in, in the pictures with the hospital because she because it's a, a hospital. So she had to be like, look sickly a little bit. And I was like, well, thank you. I'm not taking, I'm not putting my baby in it. But anyway, so we were going to the photo shoot and he said, oh, park where I use, where we usually park. It's right here on the corner of such and such and -and so-and-so. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll park there. So I go, because he didn't go with us for whatever reason. I go and I turn in and you know where he was parking this whole time? Five years. In the parking lot of Vons, the grocery store. Why? Because that's where they, they made the arrangement with, with Vons in the grocery store. Do you know how many times I took all three of them kids to the grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where this was going. <laughs> Do you know how many times I would call him and say, could you stop somewhere and pick up milk, butter, whatever, right? He was in the parking lot of the grocery store. And he was in the park and he would give me shit like oh well cause so girl this episode ain't gonna be this way they but complain about these men like no this. no 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 but I'm saying to, I'm saying that to say as and I talked to the other women who worked on that project with him and they were like oh no it was great cause we were right next to the grocery store those <laughs> women would go into the grocery store. They weeks, whatever they needed for the store and go home. Of course. 
not even, you know. I, I it, work it across, yeah, I work across street from Trader Joe's right now. And I was like, I'm going to start picking up stuff from Trader Joe's. Especially because I hear you talk about Trader Joe's yeah. all the time. So I'm like, I'm going to start picking up stuff from Trader Joe's. And it's, the what I'm saying is that as a man, it didn't even cross his fucking mind to go in there and be like, oh, it's Friday night. I'll pick up, you know. Cause and it wasn't it was like a bodega ish kind of stuff you know it was like John's not Vaughn's the the, mm-hmm. the off brand place but they still had spaghetti sauce they still had diapers you know like it, yeah. it was it was a full ass grocery store full ass grocery store that's hilarious so <laughs> so I say that to say that as much as women nurture men are one track mind. Maybe I'm a man. No, because you worried about where you who picking up your kids when you got a full ass per, human, two f- full ass humans. Okay, so current situation right now, I do not think about when the kids are getting picked mm-hmm. up because you've grown. Yeah, I've totally yeah, I've, I've had a lot of growth. That's why I can admit that the only thing that I think I'm that's left on the bullshit is the um, groceries and stuff like that mm-hmm. but since I took this job and we moved the kids to being to school out there what's left he has there's nothing else you know all of his work is on that side of t- not all of it a lot of his work is on that side of town and he took over being in charge with the school stuff and we've missed things you know and the kids didn't dissolve you know right. they, they didn't right. they didn't you know I think that at some point, maybe I thought that the children would really explode and I would lose them for the rest of my life if I didn't show up to something. Like, so I would be like, I would be like, oh, then it's going to be the end of them or they're going to be destroyed <laughs> if I'm not there when they get their citizenship award. Right, right. Or their student of the month award. Right. They're going to be like, oh, the end of my life. And there was also, see, you going to have me bringing up that school again. But, I know that I got more information from their elementary school. I yeah, and I'm so I think so too. I think that, but I also think that elementary schools are just very are more communication, communication, communicative. and uh, communicative. And then they're also um, for my son. He was in the same elementary school from day one, right? From kindergarten, from pre-K even like the same group of kids and everything mm-hmm. so he we knew those parents we knew the teachers there was like a relationship and now she's at this school there's a whole bunch of new big kids everybody's new um it's not my first time right right does that You've make relaxed. sense yeah, yeah like it was my first time putting my kid in a school and so i knew everybody in that motherfucker yeah now eh, not so much they'll be fine they're not gonna explode they're not going to explode, I promise. <laughs> They're not. So, I think letting go of some of that helped me. But what else you got on the list? Because I'll just sit here and keep venting. I'm a little hot. So, I think that um, one of the reasons why moms feel like, like they have to be super women is, and then feel overpowered by it is because they suffer from de- decision fatigue. Maybe oh, decision fatigue. Okay. Yeah, that's a little phrase that they they have now. Decision fatigue. Okay. And so, um, and I think it 
like it's it's a real issue for um moms of toddlers oh my god infants and toddlers because again we women are socialized to and we have this maternal instinct that allows the species to survive that we need to take care we need to take care of these children if you breastfeed they're on your tit 24 7 mostly and so you are the main decision maker Mm -hmm. and then as they get older you become the default decision maker yeah right yeah oh my god i it, I feel so bad what you're just telling me right now because i'm just showing things of myself because like like currently my kids will do shit like they'll have gum and they'll be done chewing it and we're in the car and they'll say mom i don't want my gum anymore and i'll say okay what should i do with it and for some reason I'm like, nigga, you're 10 or 11. Right. Go in your pocket, get the wrapper that the gum was in, wrap it up and put it in there, put it in your pocket till you get to a trash can. But then I'm like, did I ever say that to him? Right. Did did you ever give him the opportunity to make those decisions? No. Right? I just got to a certain point where I felt like, mom, you should already know that part. Like, <laughs> You should be osmosis. You should have figured that out. I mean, cool. So, like, we, I did fix one of them. Like, he kept asking me, should he take the trash out? I said, don't ask me if you should take the trash out. If there's trash in the bin, you should take it out. So you forever have your answer. Forever, ever. Yeah. So, like, I gave him that one. But yeah, he still asked me. But then, like, my daughter asked me, but she's sneaky with it. (laughs) She'd be like. You think I should make a snack? What kind of kind of question is that? I'll say, uh, yeah, if you want a snack, yeah, I want a snack. Then you, can I then? So can I make a snack? Cause I'm hungry. Yes, you can make a snack. And I'll be like, what are you gonna make? Well, all there is is ice cream with chocolate <laughs> chips. That's all there is is chocolate chips and uh, fudge ice cream. I'm like, what? <laughs> so and then you up making making a snack. No. Or no, then she making her snack because the whole point was to get the yes, I can make a snack and hope that I don't ask what, what she you gonna make. <laughs> so, so but yeah, decision fatigue. Decision fatigue to mitigate. You looked up some ways to mitigate decision fatigue. Yes. So one of them was create a uniform. Okay. For yourself every day, so then you don't have to worry about it because. They gave this was for adults, but they gave an example of Mark Zuckerberg always wears the gray. Yeah, I mean, if you pay attention, if you look at my, I say, you know, um, on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. I say get grammarizing like pretty often. Right. I fail off every now and then. Sometimes I would do my outfit in the elevator if I had an elevator. I have a uniform. Mm. I have about eight pieces. Right. And you that I rotate into different combinations. Mm -hmm. But that's all. That's it. So, I don't have a uniform. Deci- making the decision about what I wear mm-hmm. is fun for me. So, I don't want to mitigate that de- that decision. I really enjoy it. I like, you know, ooh, I'm going to put this together. I'm going to put that together. I'm going to wear these shoes. And it's funny because it all starts with whatever panty I pick up. Really? So, whatever color panty I pick up, I'm then I, when I'm looking I'm at my closet, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got something pink. And then I wear something pink. Oh, 
got something blue. And that's, that's, cute. Goes, that's cute. But you know, that's a that's a seed that germinates my whole outfits. If that's anybody cute. wants to know. So if that's you see cute. me, no, and my I'm, panties match. <laughs> okay. Not me. <laughs> Not me. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I could see how that could help. But, so you enjoy that. So that's not really decision-making. That's part of your energy. Right, right. That's part of my morning. For me, for work, I, you know, I make, it's, I don't care to make the decision. I know all of the five or ten options fit. And so, I'm not against it. I think I spend more time on my hair and my makeup. Right. Like, I'll do my eyes differently, or I'll See, put on, I don't wear I'll makeup. do something on my eyes, like I'll do something, mm-hmm. you know, and that'll be my fun part. I don't do it all the time, but if I'm trying to be fun, it'll be makeup. So then to roll this into a mom, or you know, part of the that is that you create uniforms for your kids. Yeah, my kids have uniforms. Well, yeah, when when they had when they were at because the, the current school they don't have uniforms when they were in elementary school. Our school let them let they it had slide. Loose. It was public school, so it was loose. It was a lot looser. But for kindergarten and first grade, I was like, no, 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 no. These you are wear this. this is what you're wearing. These are the options you're wearing, and that really helped. Like the I, the, the morning, yeah. yeah. So yeah, right now we have one of the things that we do have is that we have a uniform drawer. Mm, and this drawer I is big that. enough and yeah. all the uniforms can fit in there and every time I buy an outfit that fits into the uniform category I put it in the drawer for her and so she still gets to have the excitement of picking her outfit because the uniforms there are some different variations right right um, and there's different socks and stuff that she can wear right so it's still fun but I, she don't have to ask me what to wear she don't have to ask that's, you what to, so that's not a decision you have to make mm-hmm. and limiting her choices helps her make the make decision, her decision yeah. and teaches her how to make her own decisions mm-hmm. then the next thing it was they said meal prep which rolls into your whole grocery grocery store thing so I figured that out early and I inconsistently write what we're going to have every week um, oh really? yeah I don't prep the actual meals but at I found that if I at least write down what we're going to have, mm-hmm. I don't have to take that brain space to be like, oh, what's in the refrigerator? What think about, yeah. yeah, you know? So that's helpful. I don't know how helpful that would be for little kids, but I imagine it'd be really helpful for big kids. Because like, if you have it all written out... Well, yeah, so because if I, ha- I don't have big kids yet, but when I get big kids, I'm going to write down the meals on the refrigerator... And I'm going to put somebody else's name next to that. And listen. But so, it's still a decision being made. Because I still had to decide what we were going to make. But it's not a but daily decision. Yeah, but it still goes back to the same uh, thing that we talked about in the beginning. Where everybody asks you what to take out. Yeah. So, it's not that people don't want to be a part of it. It's that they feel like it's ours. And they got to come and ask us. instead. Of we just, own it instead yeah. of them owning it. I just want to say, out loud and for show, that's not my house though right now. What, um, the meal plan and stuff? No. Yeah. When I come home, I'll be like, what y'all make? Look. And, and, you know, and I've had to deal with it. My husband doesn't cook like I cook. My mom don't cook like I cook. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have the taste buds that I'd be having and the things that I wanted to to taste. You know, so I'll go home plenty nights and it'll be something I don't, I don't want to eat. And but, I'll be like, the kids ate this, but the kids ate it. Because the kids are not only my kids. So they have... Happy. 
other taste buds and they can enjoy it. They absolutely eat everything he makes. And I absolutely eat 25% of everything he makes. And so if I come home, like tonight, if I go home and like he makes ground beef and he puts carrots and onions and celery in it, can't stand that shit. But you know what I do? What I'm going to do? I'm going to go home and I'm going to take out the, the as much ground beef as I want. And I'm going to doctor it up and season it up how I like to taste it. And that's what I'll eat. Because I'm a grown-ass person. And I, I can't could, do that, though. Like, that's rude. I can't do it. He already in bed, so he don't know. Oh. <laughs> that's true. Or I'll just be like, ah. I'm going to have some bread. No. I, what I, my husband would be real good about this one. He'd be like, did you taste the food? <laughs> did you taste the food? I made the food. Did you taste the food? Well, Nick already knows I don't like the way he... Um... You probably don't give Nick no other chances. So, my husband, he knew I didn't really care for... Uh, and Bella knew I didn't really care for some of his cooking. Mm-hmm. Per se. <laughs> it's very peppery. He's, mm. it, he, he seasons with a lot of spice. Right. Not always hot spice. But definitely a pepper. Right. And uh, I just didn't like it. And I just stopped eating. You know, like he would make me I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to. Have some not, bread. I'm just, no, because then I don't even like bread and starch like that. I mean, but whatever. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So then I would just sit there. Or maybe if he made a vegetable, I would make eat the vegetable. And like, wow. I just wouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Just actually not eat. Drink water. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like, nah, this is... And so he started looking up recipes. We bought different... Um, like, we bought a wok. Because we looked up some wok recipes. He liked that. He liked some of the wok recipes. We got the Instapot. He looks up Instapot recipes. So now, when I be like... What you, he made, he looked up something called a butter steak. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, my God. It's, it's so really good. good. I, I don't know how to make... I don't know how he makes it. Mm-hmm. But he has looked it up enough times... And has the recipe. So it's just like his staple. It's one of his. Sta- it's, it's in his. It's in his repertoire. Yeah. That we're gonna have butter steak within a two week cycle. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so it, you can you can get there, sis. You don't have to make all the decisions. You just gotta push through the bad ones that they somebody whoever the day is. Whoever so the day I, is. <laughs> Let me get through the rest of them. Okay. Oh yeah. Because um, meal prep just sounded corny to me. It sounded like a diet. Well, it, that it is a diet, but if you... That's what dieters use. But yeah. you could also prepare the meals for the week. Well, you know, you could prepare... So, the, yeah, my, and Bella does talk about this all the time because he also, like I said, with him being the primary at home, he does... He's made chili. Mm-hmm. Like, in the wintertime, he'll make chili or just a pot of beans and he'll freeze them. Right. Right. Um, he'll he'll get stew from his mom, like some African stew, and it'll be frozen. Um, I just never know how to unfreeze these things. I'm just such an American sometimes, just from here. And I don't like microwaves, so all I see is a big old block of food that is just frozen. Can I tell you how to do it? You want to hear it now? Not really. Okay. Put it on the, on the stove and just... Then what happens to all that ice water part? Like, doesn't it make your food... Soggy, and then what if it's in a Tupperware? Do you just leave it sit out, and then put it in a pot? Because I'm definitely not putting it in a microwave. If I went through all this, work. no, 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 I'm no, I never microwave frozen food. Okay, if it's in Tupperware, I put it in hot, put it in boiling water till it comes out of the Tupperware, mm-hmm. and then I put it in a pot and put it on low, and just, low, 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 and just let it thaw like that. 
put a top on it because the steam from the rest of it. But yeah, you said you didn't want to know. Sorry, but you told me anyway. I told you anyway. I appreciate it. <laughs> but that's just how I see it. So then the other thing to mitigate decision fatigue is planning and scheduling. Yeah, and to have the plan and schedule out so that everybody can see it. So I don't think that these are a way to mitigate. Um, what does what does mitigate mean? I think it means make it less, minimize it. I think that this mitigate doesn't. It sounds like a way to work with it. This is a way to work it. Well, these are okay. project management um, tools and tips that they're giving you. And didn't we just say? Did we say that on air? Yeah. That. Motherhood is just a project, unpaid so, project manager. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, fuck that. My conversation wants to be about how I got out of it. Okay, can I finish this though? Because that's not helping. And purposeful rest was the last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put my list down. <laughs> I gotta let you know I gotta finish. Why are you fucking with me? You know I, I have to I finish. Know what's your point. You be having some random things and issues. But, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, that list could help somebody that is not going to stop. But I think doing it. I think that list is good because it's a stepping stone to stopping. Because I don't know that you could just cold turkey stop right it's probably that i think it would be impossible because for me for me like i said it's the mental part of it it's like carrying all the decisions and so now we, we didn't even talk about not to change the subject but peas and carrots we didn't talk about the fact of when you think about your daughters you think about their emotional well-being you think about their mental, mental well-being and, and their physical well-being and so every time I'm making a decision for my children, I take all three of these into... Yep. Yeah, I'm over here shaking the roll over yeah. my head. Yes. I, go, I take those into every single one. And it is exhausting yep. to explain to someone, well, you know, this is what she does when this and this and that is, and this and this and this and this and that. But so I go back and forth. I'm like, does it matter that all of these things are this? And am I making, you know this pathway so much easier for her because she doesn't like this or she gets angry easy and so you have to talk to her this way life ain't gonna be like that somebody gonna talk to her crazy so like that's how my I think that's kind of how my husband comes at it like no like but and I and I think my husband is on the same page as your husband but I'm like this is their house they should be the one place that they should feel loved safe safe and loved yeah and 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 able to know that people know them to know to come come at them like this this is the way and to be able to articulate that to say no when you talk when we have an argument i would rather you not scream and holler at me mm. i don't know i don't know like well so maybe i don't know i do follow a lot of what my husband says so when he says shit i'd be trying to figure out is this really useful? Where, where's, How can, where's the thought process? And don't just dismiss it. I definitely hard. try that, right? So in this one, outside of on top, okay, outside of me teaching myself or my son, this is like teaching my son not to actually be up on my daughter. She don't like 
Mm-hmm. You want everybody in her real space. Like, right, right. If she's, she's looking at something, my Agala will come and reach over her shoulder and tap on her book and come and be like, what's that? And if she has the tablet, he'll put his hand on her tablet and move the screen around. No, I, he, this is big brother fucked up thing, just mean. Right. Or clowning yeah. or whatever. Or he'll be like, he'll come and lean over her shoulder. What are you watching? That's why, you know, right, whatever. Right. And she'll get pissed. She'd be pissed. It's it's a rager. Yeah. Her. It makes her rage. It makes her just, ah! and she's loud and crazy. I'm like, whoa. And so I do tell Agala, well, you know, she don't like nobody all up in her space. You know, people like to have their space. And he's like, okay, okay. And I was like, so don't reach over nobody. You need to keep your shit to yourself. But I also tell her, nobody in this house is trying to hurt you or harm you. Everyone here loves you. So don't assume the worst of us. Assume the best. So if you just don't like him touching your screen, don't scream at him. Mm -hmm. Just say, I don't like when you touch my screen. Mm -hmm. I know, or you know, like maybe you don't have to say it, but like you know that it was just a funny joke. It was just him joking. He's not trying to break your stuff. He's not trying to make you not have fun. Right. So So it's both. I try to do both. My... Actually, I wouldn't interfere in that situation. Right? Mm-hmm. When, when, because they know how to push each other's buttons. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, one will do something to make the other one ragey and push her buttons. And, <clears throat> you know, I it'll happen. And if, if they come to me, the, the one who's upset, I'll be like, so why are you letting them upset you like that? Yeah, I do that one too. What? Who controls your emotions? Right? Exactly. Who controls how you feel? Just leave them alone. Just, you know why she's doing it. Because Mm -hmm. you you get like this, and it's funny. It's like, I want to laugh. Because you... You spazzing out. Because you going crazy over something simple. Well, see, usually, don't nobody come to me. The mad one don't come to me. Usually what happens around about my parts, the mad one throws something. Mm -hmm. Throws something. And so the, the way that the shit will be is like he'll she'll swing at him mm-hmm. and miss, mm-hmm. and then he'll throw something at her like a teddy bear, mm-hmm. and then she'll fall out like he threw a baseball. At no, her. then she will get up and punch the shit out of him, or actually kick him hard. Yeah. And then he's screaming, crying, and I run in the house like, "Whoa, what the hell!" And then she's like, "He touched my laptop." No, 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 I'm lying, I'm lying. She'll be like, he threw it, he threw it at my head and it hit my eye. He threw it at my well, eye. Well, that's when, that's when she, the drama comes yeah, in. Yeah, in my eye, through my eye. And, she, and the guy was like, it was a stuffed animal. It was a teddy bear. It was a pillow. Why she got to take it to, to, to physical? <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, I started stepping in a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and it might be a function of like, because I was home with them when they were little. Mm-hmm. And you were I, able to watch them and see how they interact and know. Exactly, exactly. And so I just let it go. I'd be like... Yeah, and similar with my with Embella, like, he... Because if you try to break into every fight they have all day... You'll die. You will actually explode. Yeah. No, we were talking about exploding. You would actually explode. You would actually explode. They would see my head come off my body if I tried to step in every time. Especially you... Let's talk to... Sis, let them kids fight a little bit. Just a little bit. 
Let them let them figure out how to to get past this. Now, you I guess you do got to step in when they start hitting each other. You don't? Nope. What do you mean? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't understand this shit. Mm-mm. I don't step. I don't step in. <laughs> what you mean? I don't step in, bitch. What do you mean? That's I, what I'm asking you. So they, they, how much? Can, how many hits can people hit? I ain't in it. I am not in it. I pretend like I don't even hear it. <laughs> and then whoever whoever loses goes down and starts crying, and then they come to me and I be like, so what happened? Because they know, that, and the thing is that they know not to come to me because everybody going to get in trouble because y'all know y'all not supposed to be fighting. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's how I'm fostering sibling loyalty. Well, I guess so because, <laughs> and Bella does have that rule, but if you fight, you're getting in trouble. You're not supposed to be fighting. If I hear you fighting, then you got caught fighting and you're getting in trouble. Oh, wow. Well, if I pretend I don't hear you, then you not then I didn't hear you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I listen. I listen with that. You know, I stabbed you. my brother before. Really? Yeah. Like, check on the fucking kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did speak to someone who has older kids, twenty-two and sixteen. Okay. About this, and um, what she said was, oh, "Let me see. Let me get look at my notes." You okay. So she said that she let some stuff go, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and um, that now she's working with her children on, uh, what do you call it? What did she call it? Following through with their commitments. Oh, yeah. Right? So if... Isn't if, that kind of late in the game? No, 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 no. They had chores and, you know, like she raised them the way that, that we are, similarly. But like... You said you were going to go to the store and get milk, uh-huh. right? Because you have a car. You can drive now. You said you were going to go get milk. And then I come home, and I'm like, well, where's the milk? Oh, well. um, And it's like, dude, get up and go get the milk. Because you said you were going to go get it, and you, now you you have to do it because you have to help maintain this family. Okay. Right? So, and it, you know, similar with her 16-year-old. You said that... I don't know. You were going to cook dinner for us. And I get home and there's nothing cooked. I'm not just going to start cooking. You're going to get up and, fin- and do it. You're going to get up and do it because you said you you said what you said. I so. feel like this is a nice way of saying her kids don't be doing what she's doing. What they say <laughs> they going to do. And she like, I want to whip their ass, but they a little bit too big. <laughs> too I can't whip these big kids. <laughs> What do you do to a big kid that don't do what they said they're going to do? Right. Because. Well, because like her, her husband, so it's a boy and a girl. And her husband had said something like, just take his phone away. And the boy is a 22-year-old. She's like, I can't take a 22-year-old's phone away. What? That's not a that's not an adequate punishment for a 22-year-old. So 22-year-old that's living in my house, I could charge for toilet paper. Right. I could collect all the toilet paper and you like I use a tax it's a tax for toilet paper 
it's a tax for a shower curtain and it's in the you can use the water but you can't stand up and shower and you gonna take a bath <laughs> put a time limit on my fucking water don't play with me I would right. prank the fuck out of a 22 year old that's living in my house if you're living in my house and we're having issues my whole life will be think, about pranking you but I don't think <laughs> I don't think she was talking about it. She's not having issues. Oh, okay. She's just saying this is how she has let go of a lot of it. Because she was very controlling when they were little mm-hmm. about, you know, like having a clean house and making sure they did this and they did that and, and making all the decisions like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so now that they're older, she's letting go of a lot of it. Like, um, it's your house too. You could pick up behind behind oh, yourself. Yeah. You so know, I'm like, ahead of the game in this because when I say I be I use logic. Yeah. Like we came home from Florida, whatever. The kids left their suitcases in the living room, mm. and for a week we're going to their suitcase to get mm-hmm. shit out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, and then one of the, then somebody was like, "How come we don't ever have people?" I said, "Cause how could they walk? Where would they go? Where would they go? There's your suitcase." Yeah. You know, your suitcase is right there. There's always something. There's your shoes. There's your boots. There's this, this, and that. All your stuff is always around. I told her she couldn't make her videos in my living room. I was like, get out of my living room. This is my living room. Get off the TikTok. And she was like, oh, my room. I was like, your room's too dirty to do a TikTok, huh? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I just don't want to. I was like, lies, man. I was like, clean up your room. <laughs> clean up your room. And my, but it was fucked up. And my mom helped her. Right. But it did get done. Mm-hmm. And she's in her room and she's happy and she feels comfortable. Exactly. Because, so. and that, and I think that would be the parenting hack is to take, to teach your children at, when they're young to, so that they can make a lot of their decisions for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, yeah, you can, you can, you know, watch YouTube all evening. But you're going to get this homework done. Whether that means you're going to wake up early in the morning or you're going to stay yeah. up late, you're going to get this homework done. Right? I mean, you know, maybe well, not that. Maybe that's not a good example. The, the example I'll use is this. I had this co-worker once. Um, she was Eastern European. I don't know. I can't remember where she was from. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about candy and kids. And she was like, oh, Tamara, you're one of those uh, restrictive parents. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> No, she's like, I wouldn't think you'd be that way. I was like, what are you talking about? What kind of way? And I, because I had said that I won't let him eat more than maybe two or three pieces Pieces. of candy or something. And she was like, why? She was like, it's their mouth. They know when they've had enough. Their stomach will tell them and they won't do it again. They have to learn their own limits. If you don't let them have some leeway to make their own decisions, Mm -hmm. they're never going to know. Girl, that what was her name I can't remember her name either but that blew my mind and it helped so much because I did I let them just eat the fucking candy and then the way I told my greedy ass kids I said if you eat all your candy at once ain't no candy later candy is not like sunshine candy is infinite it yeah. doesn't keep coming yeah. Like, yeah. so like just be aware and they did they stretched their candy they ate the ones that they liked they didn't get to the end and only have whack candy. They had spread, you know. They did their, they did, they did their thing. Cause the candy is, is another example. I did I did the same thing with Ari over Christmas one year. Cause I bought them the little chocolate coins mm-hmm. and I put it in their their stockings. And then we had candy canes. You know, it was Christmas candy mm-hmm. everywhere. <clears throat> and so Christmas morning, she's like, "Can I have my things?" I was like, "Baby, it's Christmas. You can do whatever you want." 
by four or five o'clock, she was like, I feel sick. I probably shouldn't have eaten all that candy. <laughs> yeah. Now and she I knows. was like, yep. Now she knows. Yep. And, and now she, she, well, she's a teenager now, but, but before she, she could self-regulate and be like, I'm not going to have that mm-hmm. much. Now I do. On the other hand, I do do things like when they were smaller, I was like, you can have one piece of sugar, one sugar or one sweet thing a day. Mm-hmm. Now you can have it first thing in the morning with the yeah, pop tart. You told me that one. Yeah. Or you can wait till the evening because we're going to have this chocolate cake. You decide. But just know that it's only one. Mm-hmm. And that's another way for them to make decisions and delay gratification as yeah. well. But, you know, so. With older kids, it seems to be more about life lessons. Mm-hmm. Seems like your friend is on that level. Yeah. And it might be intelligent for us to pick up on it now and start some of the life lessons earlier in life. Look, when she that's why I took notes, because when she, she was saying I was like, ooh, that's good. Although she did say that her daughter has her husband wrapped around his finger, her finger, the, her 16-year-old, uh-huh. that, that she starts to cry and talk about, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to, and then he'd be like, okay, baby, okay. I Remember, mean, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, you know. Who cares? That, that's what happens. Who cares, you know. I mean, as long as when he come and talk to me, he'd be like, I know she full of shit. But he don't. Oh, she, she, be, she be like, you know she full of shit, right? He be like, that's my baby girl. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for Barely Bougie Parenting, Parenting Hacks. We have got to provide some parenting hacks. And when I say hacks, not for how to mitigate it, meaning working with it, how to eliminate it. Because you also, you did say when your friend, the, with the older children, that she eliminated some of them. Mm-hmm. I'm an example too. I've eliminated some of them. We need to give some hacks okay, on how you, to eliminate them. Um, so the first thing, I guess the word I would say would be trust. That's a good one. Okay. Um, if... You and we supposed to just talk real frank. If you married this man, these are his motherfucking kids too. He loves them just as much as you love them. Trust it. Leave Trust it and believe he does. Yeah. Now, also in that, you have to be able to communicate. Mm, well, there's there's a part of the issue. Yeah. yeah. So. If you getting things, getting information, whether it's from the kids or from the school and whatever, because we always know, we've seen it with the school. We sent the letter, put my husband as the primary contact, as the first contact. His phone number, my mom's phone number, then mine, because I'm the furthest away from they still call me first. Yeah. Because it said mother. Mm-hmm. So we know sometimes this will happen. you got to communicate. The best thing, this is... This is an actual like dun 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 parent hack <laughs> type of shit. Because what I did was I got a um, dry erase board that uh, is a magnet and it sits on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It's about mm, eighteen by fourteen. Yeah, like it's that. a little bit. Yeah, it's a little long, so I can do a list. And since I'm a project manager, right? Basically, I 
put my little boxes. Now, the only difference is I just do a brain dump on it. Mm. I don't plan it out. So okay. what's on but there? But you don't plan. That's not your personality anyway. I, to an extent. I do plan shit for my kids. Like, so, like, so my had a thing at school. I spent, I was, I was aware. I was mentally mm. thinking about it. Not thinking about planning, but like, we're talking about mental load, right? Right. So it was on my mind that it was going on. So I do a mental dump onto the board. So, like, right now it says, Mom and Samaya physical uh, since birthday passed. It's mm-hmm. fuck, it's March. Right. Neither of us have done it. Um, not That's just, we need an appointment. It's on there. Yeah. Um, there was, what else? We need to do a bulk pickup. Not schedule a bulk pickup and Bella schedule a bulk. It's just some shit that we, this is the, the brain dump. Right. Mom's car needs registration. Brain dump. Um... Make sure that a, a, a girl has new shoes for track season. Uh, Samaya wants to be in gymnastics. I'm just dumping it all there. Right? Mm-hmm. And so everybody in the house can see it. And then one day, my mom says, oh, uh, I called AAA and I was able to do my car registration over the phone. I said, oh, you were? She was like, yeah, so I got it done. My mom, since having her stroke, has short-term memory loss. Mm-hmm. So she would just never remember. Now it was on there. She wanted to check it off. Right, right. It took her like six weeks, and it was on there for the whole six weeks. Mm-hmm. And she did it. Mm-hmm. The bulk pickup is scheduled. My husband scheduled it. He knew we needed it. It was a reminder for him. So I just do the big reminders. The appointment thing, what will happen with the appointment thing, he'll start to ask me. If he doesn't see it go away and it's still up there, he'll be like, when are you and Samaya going to go to the doctor? You guys need to go to the doctor. So it helps us work together, but the brain dump onto something that everybody can see, I think is helpful. Because coming home and trying to tell him all the things, oh, we got to get a doctor's appointment. We need to pay for our taxes. Did we schedule an appointment to get our taxes done? I need to get my hair braided. Samaya's hair needs to come down. Like, nobody listen to that shit. But a brain dump that everybody can see. That's my... Hmm. I'm sitting here quiet. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think if anybody would actually pick up that brain dump. What do you mean by pick up? Like, schedule the bulk pick up. Would my husband re- look at it and actually do anything on it? On it Without me explicitly writing... Nick, do this. Husband, do this. Daughter, do this. Child, mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. First, this is the parenting hack section. So for you, the rest of y'all, try my shit. No, um, but I'm just... I'm... For you, the thing about you, you've run your house differently. You've run your house very strict yes. for a long time. Yes. So the brain dump may not work for you because it's more than just like I'm talking about me just having a random mental load. Not that I ever let down the hammer on what is and what isn't. You carry the mental load and have dropped the hammer on what is and what isn't, what can and what can't. So you would have to do a, a, a total reshaping of the organization. For me. Yeah. In my head. In That's head. not going to happen. So. <laughs> well, no, not even in your head because... You would have to retrain all everybody. Like, if I'm thinking, oh gosh, I'm talking in, like, work terms. But it would be a whole new organization, and you would have to retrain everybody involved. This is my thing. I'm okay with that. Oh, with retraining everybody? Everybody would have to be retrained. But can you train an old dog? 
That means that you wouldn't even be able to stop. <laughs> right. So who's the dog? Right. Right. Both exactly. Both of us. Riding. Both of us. So you don't have no hacks. No. No. <laughs> you was like, just mitigate, girl. girl. Just <laughs> cut all the onions early. No. I'm not even talking about. <laughs> See, you just. You That's just took your connotations of meal prep. <laughs> That's not what I was, I was saying. Because I think that the third one, is that number three? Yeah. Planning and scheduling is kind of what you're doing. No, with I do your a brain. brain dump. But that's still putting it on, putting it somewhere that there. These are the things that need to get done. Because Plan, planning and oh, and I do put appointments that if I, I put my show dates. Yeah, but there's there is a list because planning in its base form is just a list of everything that needs to get done. Oh, okay, I think. Yeah. You know, and so you've put you've put that out there. So I still think. That you hold a lot of the mental load. No, I didn't say I do, but I don't in a way that... You feel like you... I'm sorry. So, like, right now, it's what? Whatever time of dark night... 7.45. How we be out here in the nighttime, I know, right? right? We not safe In the here, middle of the anyway. night. I know. Go ahead. I don't know. What they Nothing. Ate. I don't know if no homework was done. hmm I don't know if her little outfit worked. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, as I'm sitting here, I'm not thinking about anything else but this. So you're in the moment. Yes. I'm, I find it hard to be in the moment. And that's what I worked on for several years to be able to be here. That's why when I'm talking, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still congested. I'm talking about kind of a lot of what it used to be. Like, even if I'm sitting here with you, I would think, I didn't wash my car this weekend because this is true things. These are all true statements. Like I didn't wash my car this weekend. I wanted to get it washed. I didn't get the, the inside vacuumed. Um, I need, how many miles have I gone since my oil change? Did I check that last time? Gosh, it's going to be raining when I get home. How are my windshield wipers? Did I check my windshield wipers? It's probably mud on my car now. So I used to think like that, that much just right here while having a conversation with you. So I, <clears throat> My brain dump is my person is my planner. That's where I put everything. So like I I don't have those kind of self conversations, mm-hmm. you know, in my head. But when I okay, when it's time to think about what we're gonna do for the summer, you know, with childcare slash camps, I do that. I'm like, okay, so we, how much money we're gonna have? What are we gonna where are we gonna go? What is what is JoJo interested in? What is Ari interested in? What is Karina interested in? What can we do? What can they do all together? How you know if if I put them in this camp, you know, just the moving pieces of that part, mm-hmm. you know. So I I do that, but I don't know if I could I sit here and have a conversation with you and also think about what they're doing. So what do you mean when you say that you can't? Think you're not in the moment thinking about this moment. I'm thinking about this moment, but that's a conscious effort. You know, like that, I shut it off. But when I'm just driving down the street, all of it comes in. Mm-hmm. You know, all of it comes into play. All of the pieces. Oh, yeah, when I'm just driving. No. Yeah. I've also stopped that too. Yeah. I took control of that. Um, I took control of that with. Um, soul conversations with Oprah, and I don't even fuck with Oprah like that. 
So I had to say that in even though I'm telling you that that's what helped, I don't fuck with Oprah like that. Mm-hmm. But um, her soul conversation, she would have these conversations with these people, and um, it was a couple of different people that I was like, wow, I can't even remember them now. Mm-hmm. But I realized it was way more fun to listen to people talking about good things, right? Positive things, and you know. Then to- than to listen to the news in the morning while my drive or even listen to music because sometimes if music has has lyrics that I understand those lyrics can take you somewhere else too mm-hmm. and so now you're driving in the car and you're mad at your boyfriend or your husband or right, right. or you want to cheat or you you know or, or you, you just want to have sex yeah. you know whatever the thing is and you're driving and now you're thinking about that so like that was so much yeah um so yeah I don't do that as much but I ain't telling y'all about my business. All right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Always remember. You're the right parent for for your your child. child. Did more people come to our Instagram this week? We got a little bit more engagement. Shout out to Diola. <laughs> Adiola. <laughs> we did. Yeah. And, um, oh, and that picture I put up of, of, of oh me from 8th grade. Oh, my God. <laughs> that picture was everything. It was so good. And that was a church dress. So, I, it was Saturday. It was Saturday afternoon at my friend's house. And y'all flipping off the camera. Flipping off the camera. And that was in the 80s. That was 88. So they had to take that to go and get developed. <laughs> yes. So you had to go get that developed. <laughs> um, I went live today before we recorded. Uh-huh. And we had three different viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Roz, Kumari, and the other person. I couldn't remember their name, that I didn't know how to say it. It was like JC something. Oh, that's my sister. Oh, see? Yeah. Shout her out. <laughs> hey, Juana. <laughs> so, um, I appreciate you guys for still listening. Yeah, I mean, tell a us. friend. Tell a friend. Leave a comment. Like, like, comment, and subscribe. Ring the bell for notifications. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. But, no, for real, I appreciate this. I I'm, really do. I'm and- not as bitter as I was last year two weeks ago oh whatever before florida because you was real bitter before florida i was i was sick i was just bitter that day because i told you i was sick as fuck then you still wanted to record and then guess who got sick your ass got sick you should have just let me stay at home but we still had a a episode but the the 25 people that listened to it could have listened to two episodes the next week or we could have texted all 30 of them you know I did try did you try to listen to any other podcast you listen you ever tried new podcast yes yeah so I think so cause this is fun. This is just the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So what I'm about to do this week. So I'm going to go and leave comments on a bunch of old um, other podcasts. Like, oh, that's what's up, girl. Like, nice picture on a bunch of them from ours so that they can come to my page. So I was listening to this one called Raising a Rebel. Oh, okay. Raising a Rebel. 
rebel raising i forgot i'll link it but um will you really yeah well, okay. I'll, I'll at least link it under the um instagram the instagram instagram post yeah <laughs> but um she's a new one um she's kind of cool i haven't actually li- i've only listened to one whole episode and what was the other one i listened to i've been listening to my scrapbooking ones so that doesn't really count why does it not count because they're not well they're all moms and what do they talk about scrapbooking and then stories about it like why they like it and mm-hmm. techniques girl it's a whole thing it's a whole thing <laughs> I mean, so i do totally listen to a podcast for my job oh here's another random hack like there's so many podcasts there's like podcasts for everything there are not very many 40 something year old black women podcasting we still are an anomaly but I've been interviewing a lot of people and when I ask them how they are studying and how do they keep up with what's going on in the industry they say podcast and I'd be excited I'd be like that's what's up yeah because podcasting is cool yeah so I'm gonna leave some comments on some of them other ones Okay, everyone that I'm interested in, we already follow on Instagram, so you can go ahead and leave a comment that way, if you want. Everyone that you're interested in, I don't give a fuck if you're interested in it. I'm gonna go to the ones that have people that would probably come to ours. That's what I'm saying. The 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 crossover audience. Uh huh. I I follow anybody. So like I found a couple of um, black women podcasters. They're, they're so young. Yeah, they're all millennials. But I found some, and then I follow them. And I go and listen to their podcast. They don't come and listen to ours, though. Why you don't listen to ours? But Greg, <laughs> you just got to put the love out there. It'll That's come true. back. Honestly, um, I think I would be way more nervous if there was too many people listening. Right? Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast where they were t- they had gone to a podcast conference or whatever, fest- festival. And one of the things that they commented on is like, you can't, to get to the level of the read or to get to the level of like, you know, um, Joe Rogan, those big podcasts Mm -hmm. with a million listens, you can't allow when you only have 30 listeners to be trash. Right. You know, you got to put quality out there. That's how you get to a million listeners. If you continue to put... That's what the belief is. Well, you got to... And also, you got to believe in what you're doing and, you know... If you're doing it just to get to a million listeners, you're not going to get there just for that. Because that's not the kind of energy you put out to get a million listeners. Yeah. Sometimes I think that my advice is so good that a million people should be listening to it. (laughs) 